good morning and a welcome. It's been uh, good to be here already. And uh, thanks for those songs, Jonathan. I just had to think. What Jesus Christ has done for us, for me, demands my all. You know, it's, I feel unworthy to even speak of such wonderful love because I don't feel worthy of it. But it's true and it's ours. I felt led to uh, speak on the abundant life. I'm in prison back there. In John 10, you know, Jesus was trying to explain to the Jews who he is. You know, he's, he's the door to the sheepfold, and uh, they just didn't understand it. And he tried, later he tried to re-explain it in a different way, but he was still rejected. But it, I want to focus on John 10.10. 10. Is he said the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy, which he was kind of bringing in like this we could take as this would be Satan, and he is the door to the sheepfold, us, and he is the good shepherd, and uh, Satan wants to steal us or to kill us and destroy us. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And this is something that I have pondered on for a long time. It's just what really is this abundant life? And last night, my, my mind was so drained, but yet it was so full that it just felt like it would want to pop. I mean, there's, there's way more to the abundant life that I'm even going to share today. But this is what I l was led to share. And are we experiencing or have we accepted this benefit? You know, we will gladly accept his forgiveness, the freedom from sin, but this abundant life, what does this look like? So today I want to take a little deeper look and see what it really is. I'll give you, I want to give you two keys to the abundant life. The one is know your position in Christ. If we don't know our position in Christ, we're not going to be living that abundant life. 
And I, I just want to encourage you, read Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. I was going to read some of 1 and 2, but I'll, I'll leave that, but I do have points out of there. So you can read that about our position and uh, in Christ we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. That's what Paul is sharing here in Ephesians 1. We are chosen. He chose me. While I was yet a sinner, he still died for me. We're adopted as, as sons, as sonship. Amazing. We're accepted. We have redemption. We're forgiven. We have an inheritance. The list is huge. We're sealed by the Holy Spirit. In him we're made alive, for you hath he quickened him, for you has he made alive. And we're seated with him in the heavenly places. Now we could probably name more, but I stopped there at the ten. When you stop and think that that is our position, when we're tempted, or when we're going through a trial, or we're in the valley, when we're just troubled all around, if we can look to this list and see who we are in Christ, can we, should we, be discouraged if our focus is here. See, this last, these last two weeks, I, was, I went through a slump in life again. So really, this message is for me. Just a low time. But praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And also, second key would be understand that you are valuable. In there is also like that inheritance. I mean, it's amazing our inheritance that he wants to give us. We are so valuable That he gave his only son, only begotten son, so that if we believe in him, we don't have to perish but have everlasting life. Can you imagine the life I have lived, the sinful life? He loves me so much that his only begotten son took all the punishment for me. That's how valuable I am to God. And if we don't see ourselves as valuable, we're not going to be living the abundant life that Jesus Christ came for. Because he said, I have come that you might have life and that you have it abundantly.
going to give you a little illustration. By the way, don't try to steal this because it's just a copy. But I have a $100 bill copy. And if this would be a real $100 bill, and I would say, I'll give it to one of you, who would want it? You know, we would all want it, okay, because of the value of it, okay? So now, now it's all crumbled, doesn't look as nice. Would you still want it? Mm -hmm. It hasn't lost its value. And I could put it on the ground, you know, at floor and just rub it around, it'd be dirty. Would you still want it? Yes, we would. Or it gets torn. Now, would you still want it? We could still use it. It's still $100 worth. But that's our life. In God's eyes, we may be dirty. We may be crumpled. We may be torn. But we're so valuable that he sent Jesus. Don't we want to be a partaker of this abundant life that he came for? We're so valuable. Many times in our lives, we are dropped. We may be rejected. We're crumpled, we're torn, beat into the dirt. And by the circumstances that come our way, we, we're just beat. At times, we may even feel worthless. But no matter what has happened or what will happen, we will always be valuable to God. That doesn't mean everyone is saved, but everyone is valuable because he sent Jesus Christ that all could be saved. And his desire is that all would come to repentance. Everyone is so valuable. See, the worth of our lives does not come by what we do, but by who we are. You see, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life that Jesus has made may be, Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Sorry. This is a glimpse of that abundant life. Even though we're going through these struggles and trials, we can still have that peace. We can have, th that's the abundant life. It's because of Jesus Christ. We're not crushed. We're not, we don't go down in despair. Those who don't have Jesus, they go down in despair. They give up. Kenneth Hendren wrote, Security is our nearness to God, not our distance from danger. I thought that is powerful. Security is our nearness to God, not our distance from danger. So many times, I want to distance myself from danger where I should always be just drawing near to God. 
because that's where I lose my peace is when I'm going away when God might want me right there to shine the light in the darkness. Where light is, darkness must flee. So if we have accepted Jesus Christ, the keys to the abundant life is understanding your position in Christ and understanding how valuable you are. The key is accepting Jesus Christ. The ultimate key. So the characteristics of an abundant life. Abundant life is more than just having eternal life. You see, all believers have eternal life. But not all have the abundant life. You know, there's just here the last couple of weeks, I was not partaking in that abundant life. I was going down in despair. It didn't mean I didn't have eternal life. But at that moment, I was not having the abundant life. I was not living in that abundant life. For life to be abundant, we must have abundant resources, and the only unlimited resources for life are in Jesus Christ. So, one characteristic is a life that is abiding in Jesus. John 15, 4 and 5. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. We draw our life source from Christ. <coughs> See, the fleshly life is circumstance controlled while the abundant life is Holy Spirit controlled. Regardless what the circumstances are, we're resting in Christ. The fleshly Christian's life leads to defeat. The abundant life leads to victory in Christ over sin. Okay, an abundant life is a set-apart life. Paul said a servant, he was a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to set off by boundary unto the gospel of God. See, when we are saved, God calls us to come out of sin or out of the sin-sick world and separate ourselves from the world for service unto his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's part of being born again, being a new creature. We're called to separate ourselves out of that sin-sick world and be consecrated for him. Set yourself apart for Jesus. That's the abundant life. That's a character of the abundant life. Our eyes, ears, mouth, hands, and feet are to be set apart for Jesus. 
Okay, and a spirit-filled life. Ephesians 5.18 said, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, excess, but be filled with the Spirit. When we're saved, we receive the Holy Spirit. And even though we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, doesn't always mean we're being filled by the Spirit. Making poor choices to not separate ourselves from the draw of this world will quench the Spirit in us, and we cannot be filled by the Spirit. So if we are filled by the Spirit, we will live in the Spirit. And if we're living in the Spirit, we're walking in the Spirit. And if we walk in the Spirit... We will bear the fruits in Galatians 5. So that would be the evidence of an abundant life is, am I bearing this fruit? Please note, it doesn't say, but the fruits. It is a fruit. And it has nine characters or nine um, characteristics of that fruit nine qualities but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control now granted we should all have these parts of the fruit evident in our lives but as we grow this fruit matures and there's different areas that mature more. You know, we all have different gifts. But if we see, I have already. Lord, give me patience. I mean, it's just, ugh, give me patience. But if I look at this, if I am living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit, I will bear the fruit of the Spirit, and there's patience in there, long-suffering. So where am I putting my trust? Am I living that abundant life that Jesus Christ came for when I'm not patient? Or if I don't have self-control? And these fruit, this fruit only comes when we're abiding in Christ. This fruit comes directly from the Spirit and not from ourselves. Without Him, we can do nothing. So what this means is that these qualities can start to transmit, to be transmitted up into our personality. It becomes who we are. It makes us to become this by the Holy Spirit. That's the exciting part. Think about the ram ramifications of this, that God the Father himself is allowing us to share in a part of his divine nature. Allowing his Holy Spirit to transmit and impart these ni divi nine divine qualities. 
right into our soul and personality. It just becomes who we are. That's abundant living. And that's what Jesus came for. We can have this always in Jesus Christ. He came that we might have life and that we have it abundantly. That this fruit is evident. And by the fruit, we are known. And that is what happens when we as branches abide in Christ, the true vine, and we are walking in the Spirit. You see, Satan wants us to follow after the desires of the flesh. That's the battle we're in. He wants to destroy our lives and steal our joy and keep us from the abundant life. If our life exemplifies the characteristics of this world, then we are living contrary to God and we're not living the abundant life. What are the characteristics of my life? Is it of the world or is it of the Spirit? We by faith believe God for salvation and by faith ask God to fill us and live his life in and through us. This is abundant living. Only through him. And we can have it no matter what our life status may be. It really doesn't matter. Am I a CEO of a company or am I this lonely beggar? Both can have the abundant life. But I'm afraid so many times we strive for the top of the ladder and we're forgetting to climb the heavenly ladder. You see, the abundant life is choosing God's best for our lives by focusing on Jesus, being faithful to him, growing spiritually, worshiping and witnessing with confidence and being more consistent in our Christian walk. Now the question today, am I living the abundant life? Are you? You see, if I'm not living the abundant life according to scripture that he came that we might have life and have it abundantly that's why he came if I'm not living that abundant life he came in vain for me because that's really what he came for it all see I used to not see that it, I thought he came to be bruised and he was for me that he became sin for me and he did all that. He did all that. But all, because of all the suffering, the dying on the cross, rose again, and his ascension, all was part that I can have the abundant life. I can accept him as my Savior, not saying that I'm lost, 
but I am not reaping the benefits of what Jesus really came for if I'm not living the abundant life. It wasn't, I should, maybe I shouldn't have said that he came in vain, but a partial va- vanity because we're not tapping in on the whole benefit. Kind of like this guy who uh, won a cruise and he decided, you know, those, those meals are so expensive, so he's going to take peanut butter and crackers to eat. That's something he can pack pretty easy. So he went on this cruise, had a good time, then came back. And the people asked him, well, how was this cruise? Everything was good but the food. He just had these peanut butter and crackers. You see, he didn't reap all the benefits that were there. It would have been paid for. It was a free trip. And how are we in life? We just can't quite surrender it all. Then we're not reaping the full benefit. Sometimes we're trying to save ourselves. Today, as we partake in the emblems that represent his broken body and the blood that he shed for us, let's not forget the victory that we have in Jesus. It doesn't stop there. You know, his resurrection, that's where we have the victory of, like as Christ rose up from the dead, so we shall, as this new man in that power, rise up and live that abundant life. You see, Satan's head is crushed. So if we're free in Christ, we're free indeed. So many times I have already been trying to crush Satan's head again. It's crushed. All we need to do is live by faith. It's crushed. I will have a song that will play. I know I played it about a year and a half ago. And uh, so I'm going to play it again today. We'll listen to it for the song. And I asked Jonathan if he would lead it then. And I have a PowerPoint with the words. And then uh, we can maybe sing that together as a congregation before we... um, partake in the uh, emblems. So as he's getting ready, let's, let's pray. Our kind Heavenly Father, we are so grateful how you've reminded us again of how much you love us and who we really are if we're in Christ. Father, thank you how the body was broken for me and that the blood floating out of Christ's side has cleansed me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Father, 
for giving us the abundant life and for allowing us to be grafted in into that true vine. Lord, I feel unworthy, but yet I just reach out and accept your embrace. I accept your acceptance. I thank you for calling us your son. That you've adopted us. You've chosen us. Lord, it's just amazing. We can't hardly grasp it of your amazing love for us. So Father, as we partake today in the emblems in this communion, may we truly in awe remember Jesus Christ. The substance of our life this abundant life that we can so freely enjoy by faith. So help us, Father. We love you. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen.